You're listening to Coldo D. Messianic Congregation's weekly podcast. Our services are every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. For more information, like us on Facebook or visit our website at coldod.org. We just thank you so much for this wonderful time to be together for this new year that we've, you've allowed us to see another, to enter another year. We haven't seen the whole year, but to enter this, another, uh, this year. And we take one day at a time, Lord. You number our days and Psalm 90, Lord, our steps are ordered by you in Psalm 37. And we thank you, Lord. You count all our steps. We thank you, God, that you, we are in the palms of your hand, your hands in John 10. We love you. We thank you today. So order our thoughts, Lord, as well as our steps, our thoughts according to your word, Lord, we pray. Gal enaiva avitani flaot metora techa. Order Open our eyes to behold wonderful things from your word now, B'Shem Yeshua. Amen. <clears throat> so 2022, what's, going, what's, it, what's in store for us, 2022? I don't know. End of message, no. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I have a few things I want to share, um, but I gave a title for the message, The Future, Bleak or, is it Bleak or Bright? Bleak or Bright. Is Israel preparing itself for a major war with Iran? Is Ezekiel 38 about to be realized? Will China not only absorb Taiwan, but is China poised to dominate the world's technology, artificial intelligence, quantum computing, biotech, electric cars, and high-speed rail? Will we be colonizing Mars? In 2022, I don't know about you, but I, love, I like the old Twilight Zones. Not talking about the new ones, the old Rod Sterling Twilight Zones. Anyone like Twilight Zones? And they have them on, you know, 24 hours on the sci-fi channel during uh, New Year's. So I had the channel on. I was preparing, doing a lot of work, but I had it on last night. So, uh, so some of those episodes I were watching. And, and they, had, they, they always have something to do with... Uh, you know, but they had one where they were visiting from Mars, I think, and, you know, it was always had a twist at the end, you know, and turns out at the end they were colonizing the Earth from Mars <laughs> and Venus. So it was really, this was back in the 60s they were talking about. But actually, that's a talk. Will we be colonizing Mars in 2022? What does the future look like for us here in the United States? And I'm going to quote Gary, who just shared with us, I was talking to him the other day, and he said, rightly so, The world has been turned upside down due to COVID-19 and the effects on our lives, you know, economically, socially, and psychologically are, are huge. Acute stress, anxiety, tension, frustration, anger, sadness, uncertainty, fear, insomnia, loneliness, and depression in many cases. In an Aish article on politics or spirituality, Sarah Yoheved Rigler mentions that depression currently engulfs millions of young people. A Jewish father spoke who lost a beautiful, his beautiful 25-year-old son to suicide. Son was very caring, very active, and many causes. 
And he said this, he said, we've lost more than 800,000 people to COVID-19, which means 800,000 grief-stricken families. There are comparable numbers in the opioid crisis, the epidemic of alcohol and drug abuse, a staggering mental health crisis. He said, we have to bring people some hope. And in this article, in one of the latest scientific studies, Lisa Miller, PhD of Columbia University, has determined, determined that spirituality is a solution. Now, that's not new to us, but in the article, it's interesting. Conducted research in a landmark study by psych, uh, psychiatric genetic, genetic epidemiologist Kenneth Kendler shows that teenagers who have a positive, active relationship to spirituality, in other words, a close personal relationship to God, are 40% less likely to use and abuse drugs and 60% less likely to be depressed. Miller notes that as religiosity in America has plunged, rates of depression have skyrocketed. Where or who do we go to? Who do I go to for guidance or direction? A person who lives in a godless universe, believes everything is random, there's no God, is at the mercy of these random forces and is engaged in a perpetual struggle against human beings driven by an insatiable desire for power and wealth. And that's all there is. Just read the book of Ecclesiastes, Kohelet. But a person who has a relationship with God, on the other hand, trusts that although God's plan is inscrutable, he is directing the world with wisdom and love. Such a God-relating person, this article mentions, is inspired to do his part to improve the world, but knows that the burden of solving the world's problems does not rest on frail human shoulders alone. So think of Psalm 46. God is our refuge and our strength. A very what? A very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth is removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and, be, and foam would be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling. Selah. What's Selah mean when you read Selah in the psalm? Think about it. Yeah, it's a musical pause. Just stop and think about it. Meditate. Think about it. But meditate in the Bible. Remember the two words in the Hebrew, uh, haga and siach. And they both don't just mean think. They, they also mean to talk about it, to converse. Also verbal as well as cerebral. <clears throat> but that's just another study in itself. There is a river whose stream, Psalm 46 continues, shall make glad the city of God. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. The Lord of hosts, Adonai Tzavot, is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Only the Lord, only God does not change. He's in control. Everything else does, but he doesn't. He's in control. Now, Isaiah 43 is where I want you to look at and think about for this new year. 
for 2022. It's where I feel led to focus. Isaiah's predictions of the fall of the Mesopotamian, Mesopotamian Empire and now Babylonia have come true, making it clear that the God of Israel is the one and only true God ruling over time and space. Let's look at the first few verses. But now, thus says Adonai, the one who created you, O Jacob, the one who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through or cross over the waters, I will be with you. Or through the rivers, they will not overflow you. Doesn't mean you won't go through them, but they won't, you won't drown in them. You won't drown in them. And when you walk through the fire or go through the fire, halach, you go through it, you will not what? Be burned. Nor will the flame burn you or scorch you. For I am Adonai your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. So God's faithfulness in our recent past and in our present, we can take this promise for now, for our past. It's for, true for what we've been through, and it's true for now. We are survivors, all of us. We are survivors. And doesn't mean we don't go through the waters. Doesn't mean we don't go through the fires. But they won't destroy us. We'll survive them. We'll make it through. Yeah, thank you, the Lord. Thank the Lord for that. Because he's with us. He's with us. He's, our, he's our, the Lord, our God. And then he continues in verses 5 through 7. He says, do not fear, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring, offspring, he tells Israel, from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up. And to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from far and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, I formed him. Yes, I made him. This is the harvest. This is the coming harvest. The exiles, the exiles regathered. And I'm quoting from a sermon I gave back in October, just recently in October, Hosea 6, verses 1 through 3, Come, let us return to the Lord, for he has torn us that he may heal us. He has struck us down, and he will bind us up. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will raise us up, that we may live before him. So let us know, let us press on to know the Lord. His going out is sure, his going forth is sure as the dawn. He will come to us. As the Geshem, the showers, as the spring, the Malkosh, the rains, the Yoresh on the earth. This, this, these verses were very beautiful, to, important to me as a, as a young believer. I mean, let us know, let us press on to know the Lord. Go after him, Yada, to know the Lord. It's the same word used when Adam knew Eve, his wife. It's our intimate relationship with God. We know him just in the, when I'm talking about when they had intercourse to have a child. I mean, it's that close. Our relationship with God is to be that intimate and that exclusive and that beautiful. The three-letter root for the word Geshem is also the root for the word Lahit Gashem, which means to fulfill 
or realize something, making something into being that was not the way that rain causes things to sprout up into life from shriveled, buried, uh, shriveled, from something that's shriveled, buried, and invisible, these, the seeds that are invisible. God will fulfill all of his promises to his people Israel and to you and to me, right? As surely as the going out of the dawn, as the rain will come, we can count on it. And I'm going to quote Crystal right here. Here, I quoted her in, in that sermon in October. I have a date here, October 2nd. I'm going to quote her again because this was from the Lord that the Lord gave her this. So, Crystal, I hope you don't mind. If you do mind, I'm going to quote it anyway. It's an excerpt from it. She said, It is time for the Jewish people to be gathered to him as spotless before him, prepared for his return, just as the sacrificial lambs were gathered to Jerusalem at the appointed times. Get you up on a high mountain, Zion, from Isaiah 40. At the end of that passage, it says, He will gather the lambs to himself close to his chest, and gently lead the mother lambs. He is preparing many, many Jews for repentance and salvation in 5783 this, this year. We are going to see the greatest wave of Jews coming to faith yet. He will pour himself out on the leaders of the Jewish believing community in preparation for the influx of believers, this influx of believers. He told me, she said, to start encouraging Jewish believers and those who stand with them to start praying this in. And amen. Amen. Yeah, let's say amen to that. Amen. Adonai Elohim, she continued, she quoted Ezekiel 36 in that prophecy, uh, verse 37, 38. Adonai Elohim says, in addition, I will let the house of Israel pray to me to do this for them to increase their numbers like sheep, then they will know that I am the Lord. I am Adonai. So I'm just taking excerpt of it. Excerpt of it. We're going to see the harvest, and we're to pray it in. We're going to see it, but we're part of it by praying it in. We're co-laborers with the Lord, right? This is the year. We're going to see things happen. And this is what he's saying, not from, just from the east, from the west, from the north, from the south. He says, don't fear, I'm with you. I'm gonna, we're going to see this. I'm going to bring them from afar. And uh, then in verses 8 through 8 and 10 through 12, he continues, he says, bring out the people who are blind, yet have eyes, who are deaf, yet have ears. He says, you're my witnesses, verse 10, says the Lord. You're my witnesses and my servant whom I've chosen so that you may... Know and believe me and understand I am he. Before me no God was formed and there, was none, there, there will be none after me. Uh, verse 11 and 12. I am the Lord. There's no Savior beside me. I alone declared, saved, and proclaimed. And uh, some, Let's see. You, so you are my witnesses. We are his witnesses. We are his witnesses. So we're to take forth the gospel, the besorah, the good news. Romans 1.16, it says, into all the world, to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. That's what we're here for. To, we're his witnesses. You shall be my witnesses, beginning in Jerusalem, to Judea, Samaria, to the uttermost part. Keep going till you can't go any further. Just keep going. Don't stop till you can't go any further. Acts 1.8, keep going. My witnesses, that's who we are. And this is 
the new year. And then in verses, look at verses 16 through 19, the last part I want you to see of this, of this chapter. It says, Thus says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea and a path in the mighty waters, who drew out chariots and horses, the army and the warrior, they will lie down together and not rise again. They are extinguished, quenched like a wick. That's God's promise. The enemies extinguished, quenched like a wick. He makes a way in the sea. He does it. It's supernatural. God's work is supernatural. It's not natural. It's not natural. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of the past. In other words, this is greater He's telling, actually, in the context, the, the literal, I mean, you know, of course, I'm applying it, but the real meaning, it's greater than the Egyptian deliverance, he's telling Israel. Don't remember the former things, nor consider the things of the past. Here I am doing a new thing. The Hebrew is hineni. Let's say hineni. It's behold me here. Here am I. Here am I. Look. Look. Look me. Look. Look here. I think, I can't see the vowels here, but behold, I make new, literally. I, here I'm making new. I'm making new, he says. Now it's springing up. Do you, not, do you not know about it? I will surely make a way in the desert, rivers in the wasteland. And so that's what he does. He makes this way. The future is, have you heard this saying, the future is as bright as the promises of God? Did you ever hear that? So I tried to say, who, who said that? The future is as bright as the promises of God. It's either Adoniram Judson or William Carey. They, there's, they, they both get ascribed to it. Both were missionaries, one to Bur, uh, Myanmar, which is Burma, Burma um, and the other, India, and trans, they translated the Bible, Scripture, and they were both pioneers, you know. Papa Don Finto said, December 5th, said to, he said this to me in a text. He said, stay strong. Don't worry about what somebody else does. Just keep your eyes riveted on Jesus. The future is good. The best is yet to come. Amen. Amen. Good enough for me. <laughs> I'll take it. I believe it. <clears throat> We are going forward at Cold OD, not backwards, not stationary. I thank God so many for so many who said, God told me to, to, to stand with you, to come back. God told me to come and stand with us at Cold OD. Uh, not man, not you didn't call me. No one told me. God told me. God said, we're, we, we're, he's telling us. And, I, you know, this, uh, we, we're going to the conference soon, the Rabbis and Leadership Conference. Today, if, we, if the plane goes out, I don't know if it will. Uh, we might go with, with a tornado. We're going to fly with a tornado. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. But, but we're t- in Orlando, the Rabbis and Leadership Conference, the IAMCS, that we're a part of, of course, as a, as a congregation, uh, International Alliance of Messianic Congregations and Synagogues, Messianic Jewish Alliance of America. Anyway, it's a great conference. Uh, there will be a lot of leaders there. Jonathan Kahn, was pray for him. He had 103 temperature. He was supposed to close out the conference the last night. But, <clears throat> but many, um, there'll be you know, a lot of great sessions. Uh, Lori, uh, um, Larry and Laurie Russell counselors who've 
we're, they're going to be there. We're so, they, they really ministered to Francis and I at the other conference we went to. We went to another one. We don't, haven't been going. We went to two conferences we're going to in, in a matter of a few, few months at the MLR, Massachusetts Leadership Conference, and they're, what an amazing couple they are. They're, we're looking forward to seeing them. But anyway, uh, I heard it, uh, this, this statement at, um, at, at this conference. Anyway, said this statement said, change is the law of life, and those who look only to the past or the present are certain to miss the future. And that is an amazing statement. You know who said that? John F. Kennedy, President John F. Kennedy. Let me mention it again. Change is the law of life, and those who look only to the past or the present are certain to miss the future. Now, here's a few stats that are very interesting, just points of interest. I wrote down, I heard from another something, some other mess. Henry Ford, inventor of the automobile, was told by the president of the savings bank, the automobile, when he was creating the automobile, or had the, the automobile is a novelty. Horses are here to stay. <laughs> so forget about the automobile. Forget about your idea of, of cars. They're not, cars are not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> what do you think about that? Henry Ford didn't listen to him, obviously. <clears throat> Time magazine in 1966 published this. They said, remote shopping will certainly flop. It has no chance of success. What do you think about that? How about this one? William Otten, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, I don't, uh, the president of Western Union Communications, remember old Western Union, um, turned down Alexander Graham Bell when asked to fund his telephone. And this is what the, the, the president of Western Union told him. He said, it has far too many shortcomings to be taken seriously as a means of communication and has objectively no value at all. All right. <laughs> I kind of wish we could do this. Be like Michael here. God bless Michael. All right, here's a couple more. Uh, <clears throat> Martin Cooper... 1981 said, mobile phones will absolutely never replace the wired telephone. <laughs> That's why I like watching those Twilight Zones. They, they actually wired telephones that ring. It's all so funny. <clears throat> uh, and you're watching a diner and it's 10 cents for a cup of coffee. And oh man. So. Albert Einstein was wrong about nuclear energy. He said it will never be attainable. Albert Einstein. Yeah, yeah, experts can be wrong, and they oftentimes are, oftentimes are. Bill Gates in 1981 said, you know, Bill Gates, Apple, and Apple, and before that, Microsoft, right? Uh, Nobody will ever need more than 640 kilobytes of memory in a computer. What do you think about that, Tyler? (laughs) Uh, So I checked, and I have in my computer eight gigabytes in mine now. And so I think, Tyler can correct me on this, but I think that's 8 million kilobytes. But he said that nobody will ever need more than 640 kilobytes of memory in a computer. That was in 1981. So, So again, here's the statement by John F. Kennedy that it's true. It's so true. He says the, uh, what is it? 
Change is the law of life. And those who look only to the past or the present are certain to miss the future. We can't stay the same, folks. We can't say, well, we ought to do it this way because we've always done it this way. Oh, but that's what, that, this is what worked for, you know, 10 years ago or 20 years ago. Or for, sorry, if we, let, if we get locked into that, we will miss what God wants to do to, to, tomorrow. We have to be with, let the Holy Spirit guide us. We have to be willing to be uncomfortable, be willing to be shaken up and discomforted and or whatever the word would be. We have to be willing to do what is not normal for us to, to shift, to be able to shift, to move with what God wants to do, to be effective, to be his instruments. That's the point. That's the point I want to make in order to, to do what he wants us to do. And, and may the Lord help us to do that. And I'm, I, I'm needed, I need that help as much as you and more so because we can easily get stuck in, in the way things are, were done. Do not remember the former things, Isaiah 43, 18, nor consider the things of the past. Here I am doing a new thing. Behold, I make new. Here I am making new. Now it's springing up. I saw this post on Pastor Nick Skinner's Facebook page. In uh, he was a pastor from he's a pastor from England. We, not was he is a pastor from England. I'm not sure. I think he's in the states now. Beautiful pastor. Went to the same Bible college I went to in my early years. And he said this, and I have it on a slide. I can't see the slide, so I trust it's behind me. But it says, "May the tears I cried in 2021 water the seeds I'm planting for 2022." Isn't that beautiful? May the tears I cried in 2021, thank you for putting the slide up, may water the seeds I'm planting for 2022. Amen. Amen. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Francis and I went to see, and I'll finish with this, Francis, the story. Francis and I went to see It's a Wonderful Life last Sunday night at the Franklin Theater. We, we think we saw it two years ago before that. We tried to do it. Whenever we every year we, we were doing it several we've done several years love it love to do it go back in time and uh, never before appreciated it to the degree that we did this time we felt as if we had just lived through it the whole thing so many of you we have to thank who mobilized around us and came to our side strengthening us to stand in there to stand in there and not to quit in our recent battle. So thank you. Thank you for praying and speaking to us words that were given from you, from God to, for you, for, for, to you, for us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I really mean that. Thank you. Amazing. I also believe, as I said in my, I posted it on Facebook, I said this, I want to quote it because I, I hate believe it'll help helps helps some others i also believe this film has a very relevant message needed for us today in a culture where models are constantly held up of those who have achieved their dreams and everyone you know and we're all success stories everyone look at look at how look at what they did look what they did the reality is that most of us do not accomplish our dreams but are disappointed but can still be phenomenal successes in the ordinary and the mundane. Yes, believe God for great things, but don't lose sight of him using you to do great things in what appears.
hear what may appear to be little things right where you are, one person at a time. Please get that. One person at a time. That's the most important thing. And don't lose sight of it. That can be a great thing. The little things, what may seem little to you or to someone else, is not little to God. If it be faithful in the little thing. I, in, when, in that post, I had so many people comment to me, people out of my past, Pat and Ducey, who lost her husband or went to the, be with the Lord, who labored with me. They labored with me in ministry in my early years in New York City, and he's New Yorkers. And she said, you were my first pastor and showed us how to follow the Lord all these many years ago. The word I think about you is faithfulness. Each one reach one. Another uh, girl, she's not a girl now. She's a grown woman now, married. She said, and from my sec- second co- congregation I had planted, she said, love you, pastor, because I was a pastor. I was a non-denomination. She said, Pastor Alpern, you were a huge influence in my life and still are. So glad to read this. None of us know how much we have influenced others, but you really made a difference. I would probably be dead if you hadn't come to Carlisle, Pennsylvania. She said, that's where I was. I said, love you. Do not remember, meant so much to me, to, and I lost touch with these people. Do not remember former things nor remember things of the past. Here I am, God says, doing a new thing, a new thing. Now it's springing up. Do you not know about it? I will surely make a way in the desert, rivers in the wasteland. Hineni osei chadashah. To once again quote Papa Don, because it can't get better than what he said. Stay strong. Don't worry about what somebody else does. Just keep your eyes riveted on Yeshua. The future is good. The best is yet to come. Father, we thank you. Amen. We thank you and we praise you. Hashem Yeshua. And if you've never trusted Yeshua, open your heart up now to God. Say, Lord, I need you. I need salvation. I want to, to know you, God. I want to find Lord, I've been, maybe I'm fighting depression. Maybe I'm, I, who knows? Maybe I don't know why I'm here. Maybe you wanted to even take my life. Lord God, I'm turning myself over to you. Thank you for loving me. And I pray to receive Yeshua, Jesus, Yeshua, the Messiah, into my life. I will trust you today. And let us know if you want, if you're doing that, making that decision, don't put it off. Do it now. Do it now. Do it right now. And Someone will pray with you. Whether you're here, we'll, they'll pray with you afterwards in just a, few, just a couple minutes. Uh, come, come and pray with someone. If you're watching online, please write us. Please call or write us, and we'll, we'll help in any way we can. But you are passing from spiritual death to spiritual life the moment you pray that prayer. Amazing, amazing. You have eternal life and a new hope and a new reality. Amen, amen. I wasn't expecting to be quoted today, but it's, it's always fine. Um, <clears throat> I just wanted to say about that word that the Lord gave me. There's been, since Rosh Hashanah, there's been an incredible outpouring on me of the Holy Spirit. Every feast, the Lord showed up and just whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. And that was one of the words I got, and I felt, oh, well, if i got to encourage the Jewish believers, i got to tell Ken and Francis. So I reached out to them to share that, and 
that was before the Lord ever even told me to come back here. And when he told me to come back here, I had no idea why. He just said, go support Ken and Francis. So here we are. <laughs> Amen, right? Um, but that particular word that he gave me, I just wanted to clarify so that, so that we can pray and so that we can look forward to what God is doing. It's a heavy thing to receive something like that from the Lord and then on top of it to be told to speak it out because that flesh doubt in you says, am I hearing you right? What if, what if I'm wrong? What if it doesn't happen? Then people are going to think I'm nuts. And then it's like, you know what? Let them think I'm nuts. I trust you. I would rather risk being seen as nuts. I want to believe in this. This is true. It is in your word. I trust you, so I'm speaking it. And when the Lord gave me that word, he spoke to me, of course, in a way that I could understand, that he said that this Hebraic calendar year, and this was last summer that he said it to me, but he said this Hebraic calendar year would be for the Jewish people like a year of Elul, um, if you know what that means. The, the month of Elul precedes Rosh Hashanah, and in Jewish tradition, the entire month um, really observant Jews will blow the shofar, you know, as a way of saying, get ready, get ready, get ready, we're going to repent, get ready, get ready, get ready for repentance. So the Lord was saying to me that this year is kind of a preparation year for repentance, like he's, gonna, he's doing something right now that's going to lead to something else next Hebraic calendar year, and that next Hebraic calendar year would actually be the year that we would see, it's going to be kind of like the Jesus movement here, except in Israel and bigger. And it's going to trickle out. And I think the reason we're in this building is because we're going to need these seats. So let's pray that, right? Um, and the end, that right? Because we could have been a lot of other places, but we landed here. And there's a lot of room in here. So... Lord, fill it, right? Um, after, and after I received that message, we started praying. We started actually praying over the land because, as you said, I, you quoted the end of that passage in um, Isaiah 40 about carrying the lambs, the new believers. Would, he told me, those are the new believers, the lambs. I'm going to carry them. And the mother sheep those are the established believers, the, the, the leaders in the community. And that doesn't mean that you have to be a rabbi. That just means you have to be a strong believer in the community. I, he's going to pour himself out to prepare us for that. But then we started praying um, with Papa Don and some of the other Barbie and some of the others I pray with that the Lord would start to prepare, actually prepare the land for this influx of believers. And at first I was kind of like, what does that mean? What does the land actually have to do with it? But they tend to coincide, right? When the Jewish people started coming back, there were olive trees that just started randomly producing again, right? So there is a connection between the actual physical land and the spirituality of the Jewish people. So it's like life from the dead, Romans 11, right? If their return was just olive trees budding again, what is their salvation going to be for the land? And we started praying that, like, last August, and not realizing that this year is a Shemitah year. So literally, the land of Israel is resting and being prepared for what God is going to do with the people next year. And one of the prayers that we prayed 
was that the waters of Israel would overflow, you know, from the mountaintops all the way down into all the rivers because that's the way it works there. Like those tall mountains like Carmel and Hermon and, you know, those really tall mountains, they flow into the Jordan and they flow into the Galilee and a lot. And even the Dead Sea receives some of that, but it's so salty, like it doesn't do any good. But as we were praying that, I, I just, I felt to say like, Lord, may it be so miraculous that the Dead Sea starts to go fresh again. And Don turned to me at the end and said, you know, that's actually in scripture, right? As a sign. And I was like, I had no idea. So, so we started praying that the waters in all of those natural bodies would rise so that when the believers come, that the Lord has actually prepared a mikvah in the land for his people. And that all we have to do as the mother sheep is go to the waters, like John the Baptist and the people show up, and we're going to see something incredible next year. And I can't, I mean, that's all I know. That's all the Lord gave me. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I love to dream about it, right? That's, so we are here because the Lord has amazing plans coming, and it's not just Israel, Nashville, y'all, y'all. I mean, I'm preaching to the choir here, right? But let, let me preach it because it's awesome. Just give me one more minute because it's exciting, right? It's exciting. I punch Ken. I'm so excited. So um, <laughs> Nashville, we know, is a hub for Christian music and literature and all this stuff. And in the last year or so, and maybe even longer, people are trickling here. Just like people have come back to support you, people are trickling here. Some of them know why. Some of them don't know why. And we run into them, and we tell them why they're here, because <laughs> the Lord knows. And um, it's all connected, because with what the Lord is about to do for the Jewish people, he's taking the believers from all across this country, and even other countries, and he's bringing them here. And there's going to be... I really believe because of what Nashville has been established as and what it's grown as, as a hub for believers, and the Lord has protected this place. Have you felt it? I I mean, and God bless Bill Lee. He's helped with that. There is a protection on this place because God is going to do something because believers around the world, the nations, look to Nashville. And... When all these believers, I mean, there's plenty of people around the world that love the Lord that don't really understand about Israel and the Jewish people yet, but they love the Lord. And they want the one new man, but they don't really get the one new man yet, right? And so when this happens, even the pastors aren't going to know what to tell them. So Nashville, what are we going to tell them, right? And what are we going to show them? Because it's not just telling, it's showing So there needs to be, when this happens, there needs to be a healthy, messianic presence among the believers in Nashville, not just to tell, but to show. So, as we quoted Ezekiel 36 earlier, the end of that passage, which I'd never noticed before because we're always like, yes, heart of stone, heart of flesh, and we focus on that, and it's awesome and amazing, and God's done it, and he's doing it. And then that little snippet at the end where he says he's going to allow Israel, he's actually going to allow us to pray in 
this ingathering of the sheep, like sacrificial lambs before him, which really threw me. I was like, why are you talking about us like we're sacrifices? And he's like, because those sacrifices had to be completely spotless. That's what I'm going to do. And it's your job, it's your honor, it's your privilege, it's your tikkun olam to pray that in. That's where we are this year. So as we go forward in the new year, let's pray it in because that, that incense in the heavenlies, that smoke in the throne room, it's getting so thick that you can hardly see in there and it's about to pour out rachamim, mercy, on our people. Amen? So, <laughs> Amen. That's actually just a snippet, but that's all I'm going to do today. So, um, gosh, how do we even go forward with the blessing right now? Let's just actually, that's, that's, that's gloriously heavy. So if we could all just close our eyes and just take a moment and just let the Lord settle for a minute. Yevarecha Adonai veishmerecha Yaer Adonai panavelecha veichunecha The Lord blesses you and keeps you. The Lord makes his face to shine upon you and is gracious unto you. The Lord bestows favor upon you and gives you his peace. Amen. The Emmet. B'Shem Yeshua. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Crystal. Amen. If you need prayer, please come right up here and first for prayer, please. Shabbat Shalom and Happy New Year. Blessings.